Welcome to the Fair Chase Podcast. It's like, yeah, it's going to be physically it's hard, suck, but it's also like the best. Later on, that's the story you tell. I got a new strategy. It's, you just go kind of lick your finger a little bit like this. Aim high, play the wind. And then you aim high, you play the wind. It's a new aiming technique that I'm working on. You brought this up. Yeah. It's because you had target panic so bad. Yeah, I didn't have it so bad. Before we jump into this episode, we have to thank a few companies that make this show possible. First up, Vortex Optics. We run their binoculars, spotting scopes, and uh, a lot of their clothes in their Vortex wear line. Quality hoodies. sweaters and hoodies, t-shirts, hats. Yep. You uh, can save yourself 20% on that stuff. Buy. Ooh, it's a new code. The code TFC20. Check them out. Next up, Trophy Line. Trophy Line. No secret, we are saddle guys. We like to hunt in saddles, make the jokes if you want, but yep. they're super light, super effective, and we're big fans of Trophy Line. This year we're going to be running the Mission Platform or the EDP Platform, the EDP. depending, and uh, running the Covert Light. Yeah. Nice and light saddle. Lots of good adjustability on that. I feel comfortable walking with that thing out in the woods. Go yep. check this thing out. Use the code TFC10 to save yourself 10% on the next purchase. Next up, Prime. The bow that got me to switch back. I think I feel like I got you to switch back. You did, but but I like. But it was it's a big because part. of Prime shootability, shooting your bow, their accuracy. Uh, we're big fans of Prime. They're Michigan company. Jared's shooting the Nexus Four. Four. I'm shooting the Nexus Two this year. Go check them out. G5Prime.com. We uh, we're big GPS map users on our phone. Um, I get tend to get lost a lot, and Jared you do tend to get lost. A lot. Jared can't always be next to me. When you don't have Jared with you, you can have a little Jared in your pocket. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> this is an awesome platform. We know the guys. They're local here in Grand Rapids. And you can actually download other apps, stand locations, plot locations, whatever pins that you have, you can download them onto the HuntWise platform. So you're not – You can give you it a try. You can just hit the ground. And you're not losing your research. Yeah. So go check this app out, HuntWise.com. You know, I was actually asked this weekend if we weren't partnered with Vector and, like, I had to shoot a different arrow – would I shoot vectors? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I said, yes, of course. Yeah. I love them. I shoot extremely accurate with them. I've never broken one. Yeah. And the sweet thing was is you pretty much just tell Isaac and the guys over there your draw length, draw weight, and I think your tip weight. Your tip weight, and they have a – And then you customize the whole thing. And you they can do it right tip, online. cut, and everything. You don't have to mess with the bow shop or anything like that. Check these guys out, vectorcustomshop.com. For 10% off your order at checkout, use TFC10. Good luck out there. Shoot straight. All right, welcome to another episode of the Fair Chase podcast. Um, we're continuing our story series here, and we've got. I, well, you've been on before. Have you been yeah, on before? I, I think we've, been, we've recorded my- together. <laughs> yeah, we we talk on occasion, and uh, so Eric Clark uh, and, and it, we we've um, Eric, you and I have kind of gotten to know each other over the past few years, and I figured, I mean, we're talking hunting stories. Like, why not get the okayest hunter? On to tell a hunting story. So before we jump into that, though, um, I want to start with who you are, what you do, where you live, that kind of thing. The basics. Uh, the basics. My name is Eric Clark, aka the OKS Hunter. Um, I live in Wisconsin in a town called Oconomowoc. So if you're not from here, you're gonna have a really hard time saying that. But it's right in between Madison and Milwaukee, and uh, I'm, I'm in my podcast studio that I have built in my basement which always looks fun on camera until people walk in, they realize they have to walk past cat litter and kid toys. So that's the, that's, you know, that's pretty standard being a dad, uh, kind of, kind of a thing. There's toys everywhere. And and like, if I didn't blur my screen, Jared tells me to blur it. Cause he's like, it looks like you're in a classroom. Cause I got like this map of 
features and I got shells on the wall and stuff. So what can you do? Yep. You got to work with what you got. So you are uh, okayest, the okayest hunter. Um, look him up. He's uh, there's always hilarious clips. They'll like lighten your your mood every day, especially if you're, you know, like people say, really in the grind of hunting. Uh, go look it up because then it'll put. It, I like it because it puts things in perspective a little bit. Uh, sometimes we get pretty serious about hunting, and uh, it's not meant to be that way always. Um, okay, Eric. So I'm a, like I usually at this point I ask our, our guest like favorite hunt before we dive into your stories, before we dive into the question kind of of the month, uh, like your favorite hunt. Um, I'm assuming deer. Is that wrong? Is that a wrong assumption? Yeah, I'm a deer guy through and through. So it's going to be deer. And as far as favorite hunt, I don't know. Um, I've been at it for a while now, so it's hard to think of one that, that stands out. But when I used to go up to the Northwoods with my dad, um, those are some of my favorite hunts in general because it's a different territory up in the Nicolay, Shimwanigan, yeah. Nicolay National Forest in Wisconsin. Yep. Big woods, big territory, a lot of predation. So you can have some encounters potentially. I know my dad got treed by a sow uh, bear with some cubs for a while. One of his buddies got lost in the woods overnight uh, one time, had to build a fire, like crazy stuff. Um, <clears throat> but was he in a swamp? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't think so. I think he was just got turned around. It's pretty hilly up there and stuff. Yeah. So I don't favorite hunt is, is tough. Like I, I didn't start bow hunting until my mid twenties. So my first bow hunt, uh, was up there. Cause that's where I just did whatever my dad did. And he's like, let's go up there. Um, so I think just being in the big woods is something that's really special to me. I'm not, uh, I'm not giving you a, a specific example of a favorite hunt. Uh, it may have no, been. That's fine. Like the North woods is its own thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and, you know, I've done most of my bow hunting locally now. It's where I try to like, you know, really uh, within my locale here in mid Southeastern Wisconsin. Um, one of my favorite hunts, oddly enough, is when I killed uh, my first deer with a bow, which was a doe fawn from the ground at like 15 yards. And she was uphill of me. I was sitting on my butt on a butt pad and drew back and got her right in the heart. It was awesome. I didn't realize she was a doe fawn until I walked up on her because from that perspective, it looked like a huge deer to me. Yeah. And, uh, my dad was with me, not like hunting with me, hunting the same property. And at this point I, I was, a, I'm a grown man. I'm, you know, I've, my, my daughter was just born in 2017. So I'm in my early thirties and, uh, I felt like a little kid, you know, my dad's right there. He's like, this is your first boat kill. You know, he's like, congratulations. I was like, man, I feel like I'm 12 right now. Like what is going on? It's a very strange feeling emotionally. And uh, so that that was a pretty special hunt just because of the first one. That was a that was a I don't know a, a, a nice memory for me in the year that my daughter had just been born. I'd go with my dad and with, with my bow, and I finally made it happen. You know, and it felt great. So that was a that was a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I like I, I would agree. You know, I go on a lot of hunts all over the place, but I think sometimes that just northern woods, the the tradition behind it, the big woods. I ask if it was a swamp because we have a lot kind of the Northern part of Michigan, at least some of the areas that we'll, we'll go to and you can get lost in like a cedar swamp. And oh, you get turned around so easy. If yeah. you get lost in there, it's, it could be ugly. Um, all right. So the other, the other, um, kind of part of the podcast is like this question of the month. And I told you ahead of time, I wasn't going <clears> to, <throat> I wasn't going to tip you off to what it is. Cause this is a new one. You're the first, uh, guest to be asked this. And I think I ripped this off from somebody else. I don't yeah. know where I got it from. Something online. Yeah. So whoever made this, let, let me know. We'll uh, send you um, thanks. That's about all we'll send you. Uh, but so 
you're you're a deer hunter um and you, you think about all these ways that you hide from deer and you try to conceal yourself and so on so if you had uh the ability and yet you, you have three options here if you had the ability to either be a person that a deer couldn't see a, de- a person that a deer couldn't smell and a person that a deer couldn't hear hear smell see like if you were either invisible soundproof or smell proof what would you pick for deer hunting oh smell proof all day long really they, they see with their nose that's their that's their vision right i knew and- you're gonna say that <laughs> Uh, definitely. I stink anyways. And if I could have the wind to my favor at all times, entry exit points wouldn't matter anymore. Do you hear sounds in the woods all the time? They can't smell me. They're not going to pick me up. Now seeing me is interesting because you can consider yourself to some degree. If you're, you're still hunting, you can be slow and fluid in your movements. And, uh, you know, if they can never smell, they'll never understand. Like I, I got picked off by a doe, uh, a year ago hunting. She had me dead to rights. She's just staring at me, but I didn't move. And the wind was in my favor. So she never thought anything of it. She just was like, no, must have been nothing. And then just kept going. Yep. Well, this week I had uh, what would have been my the biggest buck I ever shot in my life. Probably the biggest buck I've ever seen hunting. Um, kind of on a knob on a hill. And he pops around the corner of the knob. And so I I thought I would, I didn't hear him coming. I had no idea. And all of a sudden he's there at, and I'm on the ground, uh, probably he started at eight yards. He came to like five yards from me looking right through. He didn't see me at all. I didn't move. Um, the only time he kind of saw me was when he got to a point where I was silhouetted. And, uh, once that happened, uh, he kind of got spooked, but he wasn't sure. And so he kind of did the trot off thing, of course. And maybe this is a story for another time, but I did shoot and wound him and never found him. So, uh, bucks are really tough, especially when they're loaded with testosterone. That's the, the lesson I learned. Anyways, all right. So you you chose. I, I don't know that I would pick that. I think my uh, answer is um, maybe not the most popular one, but we'll get into it another time. It's I would rather not be heard, but we don't. We won't dive into why. Yeah, just um, wait for any day. You'll never hear you. I like to just. I love to. I love to to still hunt. I love to move. Uh, and I'm like, if I could just on the crunchiest, leafiest day be silent, man, that'd be sick. I could just get right in. Yeah. Yeah. No, it really is. It's like, uh, you know, as young playing call of duty, you pick this, but then that goes down and it's, right. it's, you know, do you want stealth or do you want speed? Do you want, you know, uh, whatever all you pick your, you pick your thing. And when you give one up, you, you, you know, have to deal with the others. So it's interesting. That's right. Yeah. All right. So, um, like I said, uh, this is the story, uh, series podcast. We keep them shorter. Um, and we focus on, what a great hunting story is. Cause I, the, the reason behind this whole, um, series was we just, we love to hear hunting stories growing up. I've got actually, I, I would hear, I've listened to, um, friends and family go out and, and uh, tell stories. I've got, uh, I don't, I can't see because the light, but it's a, uh, holy cow, not even close. It's, uh, hunting trips of a ranch man and the wilderness hunter by Teddy Roosevelt. Um, it's a couple books combined, two books. And uh, it's like my favorite one. It's just full of little short hunting stories that uh, Teddy wrote about. Um, and, and so anyways, we, we kind of were always enamored with the story aspect of hunting. And so we've been for a couple months now telling hunting stories, just having people come on that we know uh, to tell their favorite ones. So Eric, this is your time to shine. I mean, you're a podcast guy. So I'm expecting like a great story to be told eloquently you know, and, and something that really stirs my heart when I listen to it. Uh, do you got something like that? Oh boy. You're talking to the wrong podcaster. 
you know, it's like it's funny because I ask people, "What's your what's your favorite story?" And now I get the question. It's really hard to to pick out an answer. Um, and and we have a couple of writers that write for us, and one of them wrote an article, uh, "How to Write a Story That Doesn't Suck," and he talked about it doesn't have to be like you killed something or whatever. Right. Like, talked about this one guy said his mom came and helped him drag Nelco. He's like, well, let's talk about your mom for a second. Like, well, how did that happen? And I don't have a lot of that. I, I think quite honestly, um, the story from this season is one that is a pretty good story. I think, um, because there's a lot that happened there. And, and usually if my dad's around, like that's a, that's a big one for me. Um, <clears throat> so I guess I'll do that one. It's pretty fresh too. So it, it actually starts with, uh, hunting on a Wednesday, uh, I, I took some really sporadic days off of work to hunt the rut. So I didn't do like a full two week break. I just had to pick what my calendar would allow from, from work. And that happened to be two Wednesdays in a row. And, um, one of those Wednesdays I had our videographer that we got with us, his name is Jace. And I was like, look, man, I don't know what we're going to do based on the wind and the locale and the setup and all the stuff. Like we're going to hit this property in the morning. I don't like doing morning hunts. I've had missed encounters, missed opportunities because I don't fully set up in the morning. I just get to a general staging area, wait it out, see what kind of activity happens. And then as the afternoon progresses, I'll go set up and get into like maybe near bedding or something. And that happened last season. I missed a 140. I didn't miss him with shooting. I missed the opportunity to shoot him at 10 yards. And it was a Were you on the ground. Yeah. Because it was the morning <laughs> and he came up the wrong side of the ridge, right side of the ridge for him, wrong side for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's everything's got to go right. And it didn't. Um, so then this, you know, the Wednesday before I got the deer that I ended up getting this season, um, we go to this public spot. And at this point, my wife is at her wits end with me with hunting and podcasting and business and all of it. So she's just, you'd better kill something. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And my daughter, who's five now, uh, has been just busting my chops about getting a deer because she wants to eat venison she's like yeah, you just have to, she just wants to be fed i mean um she thinks she's gonna eat it when i bring it home and and that's happened before so like uh it's a thing but she's like really on my tail about it and i'm like at this point i'm just gonna shoot a deer to make my daughter happy get my wife back to normal and i can go back to living my life <laughs> and, and it doesn't have to be a buck i was like whatever so then uh whatever jason and i go out uh at this property very local to where i'm at in oconomowoc and um it had just opened up. So, you know, I wasn't really sure about, I had not a lot of time to scout it because it was never a property that could be hunted before this right. season. And I didn't have a good lay of the land. I had some assumptions. I'd been in the area before, but I've never really like scouted the property for deer hunting. And yep. so we go to the spot thing. I'm like, okay, I've hunted a few times a season so far. This is what I think the deer are doing. We're going to sit here in the morning, work our way in and uh, we'll wait till light comes up and then we'll re we'll recalibrate. And, uh, I, I got on my phone and I ordered my wife bagels because Smart. I thought like, you know, she's going to wake up. What if she woke up with some bagels instead of me? Is that it? the definition of the least you could do? It was the least yeah. I could. Yeah, really. <laughs> I was like, I, I feel like I need to do something. Meaning yeah, yeah. my own guilt, but also for her. Right. Sure. And, of course. Uh, so I finished putting my order in and I hear a twig snap. I'm like, that's a deer. hundred percent. That's a deer. I look at Jace. He was sleeping, uh, totally sacked out horizontal on the ground, laying flat on the oh, ground man those morning sleeps <laughs> and i'm like nice. you know uh hey, Jay, dear dear and uh, i'm like oh it's a buck and i'm and at this point to me anything is a monster sure. literally anything it could have been a spike and i'd like monster so i'm like big buck big buck big buck and and he pops up and, and also the deer's 
we stopped it. We're looking at it and he's looking at us and uh, he couldn't figure anything out. The wind was in our favor. This is great. I'm on the ground on my butt again. And uh, once he stops looking and, and goes to take a step, I draw back that he catches the movement stops again, which is good. I needed him to. Yeah. And uh, as he stopped there, I draw back and I slice my index finger open on my um, iron will broadhead. And I say iron will broadhead. Did you have there. your finger hanging. I don't know what I did. I really don't understand what had happened, but I think in my brain, probably I was like keeping my finger on my arrow to, I don't know, keep it in my, in my yeah. drop away rest. Yeah, like, yeah. Doing? Um, so, so I do that. And uh, on, the, on the draw back, I slice my finger. I'm like, Oh, that hurt. That's, that might be a problem. Cause these are literally their tagline is as sharp as science allows. <laughs> and uh, as I'm at full draw, I have rubber tubing. I have an older bow. I have a bear empire. And my yes. rubber tubing popped off, and uh, now I have no alignment from my peep to my to my sight pin. And I was just aligned a second ago, but now I'm confused. I'm like, my finger's starting to hurt more. I don't understand what just popped off in my face. Like, what is going on right now? <laughs> and so I make the best shot I think I can at full draw because he's still right there. It's a 20-yard shot, maybe, maybe 15. Um, I had ranged it earlier. But anyway, so I'm like, okay, let her rip. Crack. Huge sound, not the kind of sound I want to hear. Buck runs off. I look over at Jace. I literally say, not good. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, my, now my finger's bleeding all down my arm. Um, yeah. It's not good. And then uh, my bow is broken at this point. Like, it's not ethical. It's not a, It's not going to be a functional piece of equipment for the rest of the rut day. So we go back to my truck, get a first aid kit. Luckily, I had one in there. Um, I wish it was from Uncharted Supply, actually, but it... <laughs> It's I a, like those guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a piece of crap one. Christian's that, awesome. He's a good dude. And so then I I wrap it in gauze and we go back out because I left everything there because I'm like, we just got to deal with this finger situation first because it's not, it's a, you know, it's not going well. And on the way back, that same deer crosses over the the bike path we were on uh on our, our route in and stands there. The same buck that you you missed him the first time. Missed him. So he was going um east away from us and then when we were coming back he was coming back west into where we were headed back to our spot he was just going right back. did he not know what you that you shot at even, him he didn't even know i think this has never been a spot that had been hunted legally before although i did learn that people have been hunting it illegally apparently um but yeah. so i don't think he's ever really experienced that there's people on the bike path all the time he's probably like oh that's kind of weird <laughs> you know like we he didn't really yeah, get it's it. like he's feeling himself. He's like, I think I'm all right. I'm safe. Like I didn't yeah. even, you know. There's doe bedding all up in this area, so he's probably just rutting around, you know. And uh, so that was just like an awkward moment. Like you, son of a gun. So I was like, let's get back in there. We might be able to call this guy back. I could rattle. I could grunt. Throw some branches around. Like let's see if we could get him back. He seems pretty stupid. So I don't care. Like I would love to kill this buck. That'd be great. Is this a six point? It wasn't huge, but I, I was like super jacked about it from yeah. the public land. Like, hell yeah. You know? And I'm like, if he gets close enough, I'll just, you know, trad bow this with my peep, no peep site thing. And, uh, you know, it never happened. Uh, we waited longer. I called my buddy, Greg, who does a podcast with me. I'm like, yeah. what do you think, man? He's like, get the hell out of there. You're not going to kill a deer with your damn bow. Go get it fixed. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I figured that wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just needed him to like rattle in my head a little bit more. Cause I was getting a little rut fever. Um, Oh yeah. On. And uh, so then we went to the archery shop locally, whale tails here in Dowsman, Wisconsin, and uh, got my bow fixed, got some breakfast. And I'm in this area of Dowsman that I have permission on private to hunt. 
for the last two years. It's a 16 acre plot runs right, right along a river in a narrow kind of strip along the river. And, um, I've never been on it and I, I have permission to hunt it, but I've never been there and I've never set foot on it. So I was like, let's, we're right here. Let's go look at that property since we're over here and just take a peek. So look at the property. It's laid out nice. I find a tree that could work really good for where I assume some bedding is not a lot of buck sign, but heavy trails. Like they look like, it looks like cattle have been running through there. So definitely deer back there. And at this point I just need to kill something. So if that didn't happen, if my bow didn't break, yeah, I wouldn't have gone to the archery shop. If I didn't go to the archery shop. I wouldn't have been by this area that I was going to potentially hunt that I knew I had permission on. So I text a landowner um, that I know. And I was like, Hey dude, can I hunt this weekend on your, on your spot? Like I'm just checking in, making sure like there's no one else there. I know I've, I've had permission in the last couple of years. I'm never taking up on it. And uh, so he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fine. That's fine. Uh, my uncle's not gonna be there till Sunday. So go nuts. So doing all day hunt again, bring my buddy, Joel, one of my best friends, uh, best man at my wedding. Good dude. And we hunt it, uh, seven in the morning comes around actually six 45. I'm hearing chasing and grunting and, and like a lot of action in this oxbow right off to the North of me, um, yep. Northwest of me. And I'm like, Holy shit, this is going to happen. This could happen. You know, this doe comes piling out. And I'm thinking, all right, here it is. There's going to be a buck right after her. The buck never showed up, but there was another buck across this river um, watching. And I was like, look at that guy. He looks pretty big. He's watching us all go down. So he's <laughs> on her and all the action. He crosses the river and um, it shakes off, which is really cool to see. That was just a really cool I love thing. that. They're like, a, like a dog kind of shakes. Yeah. yeah. It was just cool to see a buck, you know, chest deep in a river. No big deal. It's freezing outside. He didn't care puts his head down, boom, goes into the action. And uh, I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. I'm just going to kind of hang tight here. He popped out at my 20 yard pin right out of the thick stuff, right in my, my shot <laughs> shooting lane. And I got him a double longed him. Uh, I didn't realize it was like the greatest shot time. It just felt low, but it was fine. Yeah. And it, because he was quartering to me, it got through to some guts and I was like, Oh no, did I gut shot him? Like what happened? And I just had to like process what had happened. Yeah. Call He'll die if you hit him in the guts. It just takes longer. Yeah. So then everyone's like, you know, my buddy Derek and Greg and Isaac with Vector. I'm like calling these guys like, hey, this is the situation. What do I need to do to like stay out for six hours? So yep. he did. He died right away. It was a good shot. Um, but he crossed a river to do it and we're tracking him, tracking him. And at this point, I just thought he was a big six pointer. I didn't know he was what he was. Which I have you have him? Oh, yeah, good. I, have I was just going to say. So he's a great buck. He's like, wide and cool. Wide, That's a good like, buck, dude. Cool character. Like this beams, like got some like really cool, like uh -huh. twisting and stuff. You mounting him? Yeah. Yeah. I have to. <laughs> I just, I, this is the biggest buck I've ever gotten. Uh, and with a bow. Um, and we'll look wide, man. I love the good, I love a good buck with character. And like th that one's got it. Yeah, that one's got the character. Yeah. So I didn't realize he was big. I just didn't know. I didn't realize it at all. I th so I, uh, this whole time, I think I'm just got a, I just got a nice six pointer or something. And uh, we get to this river and I'm like, it's our last speck of blood. And we're like, it's obvious he crossed. So I'm like, oh my God, I don't have anything with me to cross this freaking river. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm stripping down my underwear because. Well, it's that or you cock the wagon and float. You know, you ford yeah. the river, cock it and float, or you pay somebody to ferry you across as far <laughs> yeah. as I know. I'm like, I don't have any boats. I don't have, I don't have like the Christian, uh, you know, uh, boat, the, the. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever the life raft. I don't have waders. Greg's got some knee high or some hip highs. So he crossed them. Like, why don't you go first and then just throw them back to me? Yeah, sucker. Yeah, you go like, first and test it out. Yeah. He's like, these aren't making it across, dude. There's too much overhang here. I'm not throwing these over. It's not going to happen. I'm like, damn it. So then I'm like, all right, well, here we go. Strip down, uh, tie my pants around my, my neck, grab my boots, my bow, 
it's on my back. I walk, walk, walk across barefoot, freezing cold. So oh, yeah. at this point, this is what I like about the story. It's adventure. It's uncharted. It's these things that are hard are indelible, and I love that about them. Um, so my dad's with us. He was hunting nearby on a, a lease that my uncle owns. He's like, can I come, you know, help out? I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah, please. So he gets to the, to the river, and then he just disappears. We don't see where he went. He's looking for a spot to cross. It's not going to happen. I've already done this. There's nowhere to cross. Yeah. Um, the banks were like super deep. So I get a Greg's across and Greg saw the deer. He knew it was dead. Now at this point, <laughs> I had no clue. Love it. So, um, I get across and there's a big pool of bright red blood. I'm like, oh, thank God. This is a good sign. Like, great. And Greg's like, just you know, take a moment, take a moment. I'm like, take, I'm just gonna get my freaking boots on. Let's go. You know, he's like, take a moment, man. Just take it all in, look around for a second. Like, let's see if you see any more blood. I'm looking, I'm looking. And then it hits me and there's a deer piled up in the, I was like that. Well, that's not my deer. <laughs> Who else <laughs> shot a buck? Mine in here? wasn't that big. Like, what is that? Did someone else shoot a deer back here? Like, <laughs> I love that's I just, your first thought. Yeah. I was very confused, but then it started to kind of hit me. I was like, that's my, that's my deer. Holy <laughs> shit. So I shout back to my dad across from like, dad, it's dead. He's like, what? It's in this bed. I'm like, no dad, it's dead. It's dead. It's right here. It's dead. He's like, it is i'm coming over i'm like wait you don't have to come over it you don't have to do it it's close no 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 shifts down to his tidy whities i love it runs across the river he walks i, was, up I would have thought he would be porky pigging it across you know you know, you know what porky <laughs> pigging is i don't know it sounds not just, great just short just a shirt no pants <laughs> it looked like it though <laughs> it, it looked like because he yeah his shirt was like long in his underwear so it looked awkward but he he gets over and he's like that's not a six point. I'm like, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so he's jacked up. He's all fired up. He freaking moons us, which is weird. You know, he's a, like, but it's necessary. Everyone's happy. Yes. Yeah, it, yeah. it was another moment. So actually, you know, uh, it's the second buck I got with my bow. And uh, the first one's here. That was a cool story with my daughter anyways. Um, but this Beautiful one, box. yeah. For, for a first one with a bow on public, like I couldn't be happier. Um, yeah. I'd shoot so, him yeah, at that, this year tomorrow if I was out with my bow. That's, that's not it. my first. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. take much. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the, yeah. Then we just, you know, we dragged across the river, got it out of there and you know, whatever, all that stuff. Um, you, you eating it yet? Did you bring it right home and eat it right away? Like your daughter wanted? I didn't. Cause I, the way I shot it, you know, um, whatever I brought to the processor the next day, um, getting fresh cuts back and, what kind that. of cuts you getting? You getting any jerky or anything fun like that? No, I'm doing. I've ever. I've never actually done it this way. I'm doing. I'm doing zero of that. No burger. No sausage. No sticks. Nothing. I'm just doing all the scraps. Primal. And I'm gonna. I might try grinding my own uh, this season. And uh, you know, people call them meat grinding parties, which sounds really. Fun. If Jared was here, I would be making so many jokes at his expense about his meat grinding parties, but. <laughs> Sausage party, meat grinding party, grinding party, whatever you want to call it. He's not here. And so we, you know what? J Jared loves those kind of parties. He's not here. So I just got to say something. I got to get it out of my system. Yeah, that's, that's, I, I, uh, I, I need to get a new meat grinder. Mine, uh, I got one. It's kind of, I think it's just kind of cheap or something, but. You got to hit chart up. They'll give us some to, to, to use and try out. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I had him on the podcast. Didn't, I was hoping he would just like be so thankful and like thought it went so well. Yeah. He just you guys, yeah, you guys both went to law school or something like that. Was like, that's know? right. We had we were kindred spirits, man. No, it's mine right now is like it just gets jammed up. It's like I'm just oh, it's got this really like flimsy 
tamper. I think you're called. Got to really push the meat in there. Huh? You got to really push the meat in there, and sometimes it's like you're pushing soft meat in, and it just does not work. So, <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, and uh, so, anyways, no. So I gotta, I gotta look at. I might borrow Jared's meat grinder, which doesn't feel right, but yeah, you know, having other man's meat grinder is not the same thing. Well, that's awesome. That's a good story. And, you know, I've been following from afar on social media, um, the buck and, and some of the pictures and things you've shared about it, which has been. Fun. Yeah. How many pictures is too many? Like I'm new to this whole actually killing a buck. Wait, you, like, too many pictures. You shot a buck, man. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, it from the rooftops. How long do I need to be posting about this thing? Cause I'm like one and done, you know, I don't need to, I don't need to oversell it here. It is what it is. And, and everyone's like, you need to share more. I'm like, what? I, there's a, we're doing a YouTube show this year. Like, let that be the way that it gets out there. Cause I'm excited about that. No, you got to keep sharing. You know what? And that's, I'm, I shot a buck this year. I'm going to share it again. Just because, oh, I, just to support you, you people want to see. Who doesn't like to see a buck? I, if I open Instagram right now and I just see a nice buck, that be, lightens my load a little bit in the day. Yeah, or it's fired up. It's like that's a, right. So you got some uh, hunting, more hunting to do this year. When, when do you? Oh, no, I'm done. I'm I'm done, dude. My wife is like, we have three kids under five. It's not okay. No, yeah, um, you, you might not survive. I have to go to, uh, I have to travel for work a little bit, uh, which has not been something I've ever done in the past in my old job. I started a new, new job in February and I'm traveling a bit. So I was in Alabama, not that long ago. I'm going to Montana in a couple in like a week. Um, so I'm, I gotta be cognizant and mindful of her sanity and, uh, be a present dad. And it, by the end of this hunting season, I'm, I, I get really, I think this is common with a number of people. It's not just me. It's not like, oh, I, I get this way and this, but I, I really do. I get so cranked into it that I actually end up exhausting myself on it. So by the time it's done, it's like a little bit freeing that I can let this go for a second. And traditionally what would happen is then I go into ice fishing mode and I go really deep into that yep. and then well, uh, you know, top water fishing and then hunting. And those are like my three core things. And now it's like hunting and dad. And that's, that's it. Now I don't, I don't do ice fishing at the moment, uh, I've not really been into fishing at the moment. My kids are too out of control. In that. <laughs> not like they're bad. They're just they're, they're kids. Just, they're just free they're radicals. Just, you know, they're, they're just, just kids. Free yeah. radicals. I like it, and I do. I know that. It again. I don't want to say grind. I just I see it all the time. People talking about the grind of hunting, and I'm like, dude, you're out hunting. Like it's a beautiful you, thing. It just it's. If I, it's if a I grind, go, you're if I not doing it right. My family out, I would just live it uh, constantly, and and that's the thing, like um, that we'll talk about on our stuff is like, I have to accept my reality. My reality is that yeah. I'm gonna shoot a six pointer or a four pointer because I only get, I, I think I only hunted like maybe seven or eight times, yeah. uh, and and that's a lot for me this season. Like mm -hmm. I was supposed to be cutting back, and uh, some people hunt like twenty, thirty times. I would love to do that. And and if you're a hunting public and it's your career and you're in the woods, like all of the time, you're going to increase, you have more at bats. You're going to increase your odds. You're going to compound your learning. Uh, yep. You're going to like learn faster, pick up more information, have more encounters and so forth. Like you're increasing your odds of shooting something for me. I'm like, well, my reality is I'm probably not going to shoot a big buck. That takes too much time, commitment, and energy and fortitude that I don't acquire right now. So until my kids are grown, I'll switch gears then. So that's why I'm kind of like, I'm pretty, I love happy. it. And, and that's happy. totally fine. Yeah. Like, so I, I've, I've actually recently switched jobs and, and mine, I can work, um, mountain time. Okay. So if you think about it and I live right by where I hunt, yep. so I mean, work starts around 10 and that's early, like, you know, that's eight that. mountain time. Yeah. And so I, I have hunted probably on average six days a week, five days a week since October. 
Yeah. First time I've been ever, ever been able to do that. And like you said, you take it when it comes, right? Because before that, I, I just didn't have that luxury. Um, but I will still say, I'm not holding out for the largest buck. Like if a decent, like I've had probably this year at a shooter buck, probably five good chances, six good. I shot one, so five out of. They dropped an arrow out of a tree. That's pretty great. Dropped that arrow. That that was painful. Um, shot that one this week and and heard. I had one that was scraping a tree behind me coming right in I'm already and, and lo and behold some guy pops over a hill he's in his 80s with a cane oh god walking with a big <laughs> literally it's just like it, w- it wasn't meant to be uh type of deal so I've had a, a few of those um a couple of close calls and, and things like that but you're right like I was talking to Jared about it and he's like well you, you know what I mean don't feel too bad you figured it out I'm like yeah. no I haven't figured it out it, all it is is it's a numbers game like i figure at some point if i'm just sitting in the woods long enough some stupid buck's gonna walk by me at some point and obviously you use every everything you know and you've learned but i don't know that i'll give myself very much credit in like being a master other than just butt in the I've woods seen masters at work my cousin's one of them he's he's on the caliber of like a jared scheffler hunts the similar similar style slightly different and and he's had me go with him a couple of times i'm like the the stuff that you seem to understand here is uh wet like yeah. how do you know that's what he's gonna do he's literally playing chess with these deer and and i'm like yeah i've under i understand quite a bit more than i had when i was younger for sure and there's always more to learn but i'm not not and i'm not great at killing them i i'm really good at getting into the zone like i've i've used this example in our show like i can get into the red zone but mm. i can't get through the freaking end zone <laughs> like yeah. the field the field shrinks you know uh or expands or whatever it does there at the red zone i can move the ball down the field but once you're in that red zone it's a it's a lot tougher to get well, past and you're that. hunting on the ground that is it's yeah, great i love i love hunting on the ground one of my favorite things to do we saddle hunt a lot um but hey. ground hunting is great but man you can get in the red zone but it is really there are so many minor decisions you make on the ground uh, that you don't need to think of so much about in the air that make, I mean, like I said, you can be more mobile. You, like you talked about, you get wait for sunrise and you can move a little bit and be fine, which you just really can't do very well, um, with a saddle or a climber or hang on or whatever you got. But I found that once you see them and then getting a shot off on the ground and usually, you know, if you're like me, I I'll bring some mesh camo leafy stuff. And that's, really all i have my, my cousin brings his longbow and a knife and a grunt Man. and that's it and he wears like jeans and whatever he can pull out of his car after, yep. after a long day of work and he pulls up and he's like i'm ready i'm like and he's got rubber boots on and i'm like the first time i did this with him i have like my, my you know my pouch my stuff he's like dude you don't bring all that you're gonna it's not gonna be a fun experience if you bring all that like you're gonna be weighted down you're not gonna go keep up it's gonna be really challenging because everyone else goes in those trees and we're not doing that we're going this way and yeah. uh, we're gonna go get into these beds and we're gonna f with these deer and they're gonna think like they're gonna come at us and if you get a shot it's gonna be five to ten yards and you're gonna see him coming and yeah. i'm gonna make him follow me and you're gonna intercept i'm like holy shit <laughs> like what is going yeah. on and yeah. it was it's a very, very, uh, I get the, the, the term adre- like adrenaline. It's, uh, totally different, uh, white tail adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah. That's sweet. Well, Hey, we're coming up on time here. Um, I would encourage everybody who's listening to check 
Eric and, and some of the okayest hunter stuff that you're doing out because it's fun. It's, it adds a good perspective to hunting. Um, and I think we need it. I think there's a lot of people who are very serious, take themselves too seriously. Um, and so the things you're doing make hunting lighthearted and, uh, there's like a camaraderie element to it that I like. So, you know, for people who want to follow you, how can they, how can they check you out? It's easy. Just go to okshunter.com and that'll take you everywhere else you need to go. And that's pretty much it. I'd say if I can get a shameless plug in subscribe to our YouTube channel, cause our show is dropping in January. So that'll be really exciting. Um, subscribe to our email the emails we send out are different than anything else you get from us. And, uh, yeah, we got good blog editorial and content and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, it's good stuff. Well, Hey, Eric, thank you for, for taking the time and everybody go check them out. Thanks for having me. Hey everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to go on to any kind of social media platform, give us a like, share, subscribe, you know, it really help us out. Keeps the train rolling. And if you guys really like what you're listening here, give us a five Either star way, if, even if you don't like it, even if you don't like review. it, five stars That'd helps cool. everyone out. We'll see you out there.